All right, it's episode 40 of the Talking Ball podcast. Ryan Flannery, Antonio Davido, and of course Mason is here as well from the Loaded Bases podcast. He's joining us after the hiatus he had, but he's back, yep. and we're happy to have him back, man. What's going on? Not much, man. Dude. I'm starting to think How he didn't you? like us. Hey, no, I, I've been busy. I apologize. <laughs> and then you and then you asked me to come on the podcast probably like an hour before, so it's kind of like... That is true. In my defense, it's like, I'm going to text Mason at like 4.45 when we record like 5 o'clock. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. But now we're back. Yeah, you're back. We're here. Business. Slap hands. We're back at it. <laughs> Not much to talk about really in sports. Yeah, it might be a little bit of a shorter show today, but we're going to get to some topics for sure. And we got to start with the Seattle Mariners, man. I mean, they are, what you said the other day, four games out of the wild card race right now. I mean, they're they're four. starting to pick it back they're up. Four, they're four. They're, they're picking it up. We've been talking about it. Yep. They're picking it up. They're one game behind, below 500. I've been saying they need to sit about 500 for how bad their start was. When they really hit that cold streak with injuries and all that. They're overcoming that. Julio's playing lights out. He's setting rookie records right now. Cal Raleigh's getting the bat going. Robbie Ray's looking like a Cy Young. Right. The Gilbert's lights out. I didn't th- I thought he would be a good starter this year, but not not to like the extent he's been. He's like he's been the ace over Ray, which I I was thinking they should flop them one two right there. Um really when Ty France comes back, who should be an all star? Um really they they just gotta sit about five hundred. And then you get above it to make that push. Because, like, we were talking yesterday before we hopped on the show today. The ALE still has to beat each other up. So, mm-hmm. I think the Yankees are going to run away with the division. I don't think anyone's yeah, going to no. beat the Yankees. I mean, Judge has, what, 29 home runs right now? 29 bombs. <laughs> like, and what, like 68 RBIs? Like, st- it's stupid what, right. what Judge, just that whole team in general. Like, Joey Gallo's having a down year, and they're still just running through guys. They're they're stacked like like the Dodgers. We talk about yep. the Dodgers. They're just stacked. You, they're just like on paper, you're like, ah, really? Like, you see the Dodgers get to make those big signings, those big trades where the Yankees, they've kind of like, besides like Gallo and like um, Rizzo, I was all, I was all pointing because I'm like, Cubs fan right here. Yep. Rizzo, yeah. um, they didn't like really like make like any big moves besides those two the last couple of years and they, they've kept them on the roster. So like, I think Boston, Boston's going to fall off. They've been just like up and down a roller coaster all season. The only team they smack is the Mariners, so we just got to be ready for that. Come, yeah. I think it's uh, the end of August again, and then the Blue Jays. They can beat the Blue Jays, smack the Orioles, Orioles around. That 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 division still has to beat each other up, where the Mariners can can push. They they have an easier stretch this second half going. They they played that tough stretch with the Houston's, the Boston's, the New Yorks, the both New Yorks, and then and then they're being the Padres, who are just kind of eh this year. But that's like they still got. Series against the Royals. The Angels are falling off. So in division, they can make a run for it in division and hope the AL East just beats each other out. That's really all I have for that for the wild card. But, I mean, if they can sit 500, they're good to go. Right. I, I think they can make that push. Three games isn't a lot. Look what the Braves did last year. Mm-hmm. Where yeah. They were, with like, 10 games out. They, and they just, they got just in. tore it up. Which yeah. You should be scared. The, the Braves aren't looking tight as a Mets fan I right am. now. They <laughs> Yeah, I really am, man. The Braves are looking really good. We were just talking to me and Mason. All fair, we're just talking about it, man. They're they're due, right? They're, I mean, they've yep. already won 12 straight before, but it just seems like the second half they're going to be due for some wins, and the Mets got to keep just just keep pace, you know. Don't like, I don't care if they win the division by a game, just keep pace, you know what I mean? Yeah. So because they have 50 wins, right? So it's not yeah. like they're not like they're sitting at like 44, and it's like oh, right. like did like past couple years. What are we going to do? Where they're 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 50 wins at this point. I think that's spectacular for any team. Astros, I think, got 52. So I think if you're in the if you're in the fifties, you're solid. Just the Braves are what two behind them? I think it is mm-hmm. at this point. They're just yeah. one fourteen straight or something like that. Yeah. Like they're doing that run they did last year, 
to run for a World Series. I don't think they're going to make the World Series. Everyone said that last year. I just think that the NL stacked this year where it's like last year was kind of like the, the the Giants and Dodgers beat each other up. Right. And then they ran into the Braves where it was like they just got to put the hard-fought series against the Giants, you know. So it was one of those, one of those things. But that's really all I got for that. Oh, what do you what got, you, Mason? What do you think of the Mariners, Mason? Dude, I, I mean, I, it's it's a, uh, I mean, like, cause once they get like Ty France back, mm-hmm. and then like the bats stay hot, I mean, like the starting lineup can do what they're doing, and they can win games. I do think that they will finish above five hundred. I mean, like if they can still like produce like how they are right now. Right. But it's it it's a uh, it's it's pretty cool to see what Julio Rodriguez is doing. It's, I mean, cause was it cause he's the fastest player ever to hit fifteen home runs and twenty stolen bases. Wow. And even. Like Barry Bonds, like didn't do that. Wow. Well, the RBIs are backing it up too. Yeah, it, he has exactly. like 30, 40 RBIs right now too behind that. Yeah, I mean, like he he's definitely definitely my front runner, like for my AL a rookie yeah, of the year. You, the Mariners just really seem to find great outfielders in their farm system, right? Yeah, Where they're Rodriguez, stacked in the outfield. Kyle Lewis, Hanniger has always been a solid outfielder, solid player. Yeah. The Mariners have a and like we were talking about in the past couple of weeks, they have a, the great farm system too. Yeah, Mariners are in good shape. I, I think. I think you know. Obviously, the the first half of the season has been a little bit up and down. But yeah, if you're four games out, I, I think you have a great shot. And we again, we saw it the Braves did. We saw it the Nationals did before that. If you get hot at the right time, especially in baseball, you're good Dude, to go. It, it's like I mean, well, like, what did you say earlier that the Red Sox are three games out? Uh, so they play. They play the Blue Jays tomorrow, which they're behind the Blue Jays and the Red Sox right now. And Oh shoot! Who is it? I know they're out of it, but like the Blue Jays are like the last wild card team right now yeah. in the third spot. Right, and it's two. It's two in the AL East, and then is it? Is it the White Sox? It might be the White it's Sox. Either, I know they're having a down because I know Minnesota's the, leading the division in the Central, mm-hmm. or it's it could be the Guardians. The Guardians. Yeah, yeah. I think it's someone from the Central. I'd, I'd have to look again because they're just sneaking under, right? They change their name and they kind of no one pays attention anymore. Yeah. But because I just know, like, the White Sox are a downfall this year. Yeah, they're a mess. And the Twins are better than, excuse me, we thought they were going to be. Like, they signed some big pieces, but it's just like, is Correa enough type thing? That's that's what we were talking about. Is is he enough to to maybe win the division? Yeah. To win the division, maybe, at this point. Because the White Sox are battling injuries, and (laughs) Tim Anderson calls himself Jack... Jackie Robinson, and then gets Josh Donaldson suspended because he called him Jackie. But, I mean, other than that, it's just, they play the Blue Jays, and that's one team they have to beat. <clears throat> they got to win the series. And that's the thing. They've won 12 out of the last 15, I think, five out of the last six series. So they're putting the series and the wins together. And so that's just what makes – that's why baseball – I love baseball. It's a long season, and anything can happen right at the All-Star break. And Braves proved it last year. I hope the Mariners can make that same run because if they get it, I mean, I think they can go head-to-head with the Astros too. They have they have the pitching for it. It's just – who who do you have going head to head against Verlander? Because you can't have like a Marco Gonzalez no, yeah, oppo- no on the op- opposing Justin Verlander. You have to have like Gilbert or Robbie Ray. Where it's you like, hey, it. you're yeah. you're serial only resting three days because we need you ready, or we're gonna extend your rest so you're ready for Verlander because we need. We're probably gonna lose one to nothing because Verlander's probably gonna win a Cy Young this year. Yeah. Like that's how good he is at what thirty eight right? years, thirty seven, thirty eight years old. <laughs> What's crazy is like he did it when he was with the Tigers too, and I'm sure you guys know this. He would. His velocity would get higher as the game went on because he would only throw like eighty five percent to start off. He's like, if I can throw ninety three and hit my spot, use my off speed, hit my spots, I can get to. The, I, he can go that. He's an absolute genius on the bump. Yeah, him like Scherzer too, like genius. Like the, yeah. that that era of pitching is just phenomenal. Man. Yeah, like he'll be like throwing ninety three, 
94, a little bit more off speed. But once like that seventh inning hits, he's throwing like 99. And it's like, dude, you're, you're 85 pitches and you should not be throwing 99. Right. One, especially your age and two, this late in the game. Like, right, right. It's insane. But that's all I got. I just think they need to be more strategic with the pitching. The pitching's on a roll, and I think the coaching really got behind that. Robbie Ray settling in for the pressure of the big contract after a Cy Young. Gilbert, I had no worries with Gilbert. Like, you have Prash, you have all these guys where they're going to work up. And I think just I think their weakest link is that bullpen. Yep. The bullpen's their weakest link. They, like, they'll be winning games 2 to nothing, or they'll lose 3-2 to because the, the bullpen can't close it out which was the opposite of last year where they had the best bullpen right. in the league and the starting pitching was very eh, where you'd bring a long reliever in or a mid reliever the fifth, sixth inning, and then bring a closer in because you knew you could throw a guy in there like a Kendall Graveman at the time and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like Castillo's got to go. We've talked about it. He's a Fernando Rodney 2.0. <laughs> he should be gone. And he's actually Fast. on a, we're talking about trade talks. So, I mean, once if I'm done with my Mariners talk, I mean, that's really it. They're Julio's lights out and, He's the next thing to Ken Griffey Jr., I can think, if he keeps it up. Right. I mean, you, you could argue it. Yeah. Because yeah. he's 21. And he's, he's already doing this. Yeah. And their, their stats, like, together, like, side by side, like, at the same age, like, they look pretty damn similar. That's impressive. Yeah. And Ty France is batting 320 with, like, 15 bombs before he yeah. went out. So, the and Cal Raleigh, we were talking about, I remember right when the season started, like, I asked Mason, do you want to, would you play Tom Murphy over Cal Raleigh? He said no. So kudos on that for that yep. call out saying Cal Raleigh. I just didn't think he was ready for it yet. Where it's like, do you give him those reps? And this last once once Tom Murphy and we never wish Andrews upon anyone, but when Murphy went down, Cal Raleigh stepped up. Yep. And he was getting those reps. Once those reps started coming in, it, it was he's been lights out. Right. I mean, he's going like three for four, driving in four RBIs, and it's like that's what you you need your your catcher to bat about two forty, and be in about the eighty RBI range right about there, and he's. He keeps it up. He'll be just under that because he hasn't had like full time play this year. But he'll be in that for like a part time to full time player where it'd be like equivalent if mm-hmm. you were to like break down the stats. So yeah, good call on that one because I was like, is is it too early for 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 Raleigh? But he's tearing it. He's tearing yeah. it up. Yeah, no, because you just gotta play him. I mean, like to get reps in there. I mean, because like his numbers didn't look great like when he did start, but like he was getting like hard contact like right at guys. So, and then, and then also like the strikeouts, but like, those are all like mechanical issues that, that can be fixed. And then like the hard hitting balls, like at people, that's just bad luck. But I mean, like, but the now like he's hitting hard balls, gaps and getting doubles, triples. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, he laid out a triple against San Diego, I think, two yeah, nights ago. Yeah. And it's just like, I mean, like, but that's baseball. I mean, it's, it's a fickle bitch. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, the Mar- I mean, look, I-, I think the Mariners are in good shape, and we'll definitely see what happens, you know, second half of the year, which is coming up. The All-Star break, I believe, is next week or the week after? Uh, July 19th is yeah, so the, yep. the week after. Week after. But uh, it's going to be in L.A., and <clears throat> all the stars are going to be there. Of course, Judge looking having an MVP, MVP-type season. Talk about guys like Manny Machado. Uh, who are what, some other guys we were talking about before? before we? Uh, Trout, Otani. Yeah, Trout, Otani, for sure. Um, so you, you got guys. Pete Alonso. Yeah. He's having a great year. Yeah. Alonzo, uh, Jazz, Jazz, Jazz Chisholm. Chisholm, yeah, yeah, like from Miami. Um, uh, Willis Contreras from the Cubs. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, there's, I mean, you got some great guys like this season. I mean, Paul Paul Goldschmidt, he's batting three forty with a one point zero four OPS. <laughs> I'm looking at it right now as he's talking about it. Like, yeah, 
It's it's oh. it's insane. Game and, day's MLB first team right now. So oh, yeah. you literally named like three people off the list. Of course, Judge Arenado, uh, J- a Byron Buxton. I mean, like you got guys all across How the board about that right now. Pena kid in uh, Houston. Man. Uh, they're, they're not missing. Ger- uh, they're not missing Correa too much this year. Jeremy Pena. Jeremy Pena. Yeah, he is stepping up. He he's is a stud. Yeah, yeah. And I hate saying that about the Astros, but he's a stud. Yeah. Yeah, sure. he he is stepping up like to take over like the spotlight for Crea. I mean, because that's a big, big, big hole to fill. Oh yeah. And the Astros, I think they did well with uh, finding their guy. I think their their like non shiny toy object for Houston is Kyle Tucker. Mm. Kyle Tucker's tearing it up this year. Yeah. And he's actually on this list. Kyle Tucker's batting what his. It's not sure his average, but he's six. He has sixteen home runs, fifty six RBIs, and fourteen stolen bases. And this is like his first official, like, full season in yeah. the big leagues because he's been like that, like a signing guy. Come up, so and so's hurt. Come up, all that, and now he's getting his full time season. It's showing. He's gonna so he's gonna hit about thirty five homers and probably have about one hundred and ten, hundred fifteen RBIs. And another so. guy, Jordan Alvarez, too. I mean, Astros dude is hitting the ball he, hard. He's on here too. Yeah, like, we're yeah. talking about just all these players. Like, and then there, of course Altuve, he picked it up when he was in a slump. He's been like a hundred. Mm. Like, I saw him in Seattle, and you were at the same game. We yep. were just booing, and everyone's booing the hell out of him. And he, I think he went, like, one for ten that series. Like, we're like, yeah, it's catching up. And now he's bad, like, 329. Right, yeah. That's, like, yeah. 50 RBIs. Like, it's stupid. Yeah, but that's Altuve, though. I mean, like, because he finds ways on base. Yeah, he's yeah, he's got 16 home runs and 29 RBIs. I guess, I guess, I guess, I have a question. I guess, so who is your guys' updated AL Rookie of the Year, NL, and AL uh, MVP, and NL MVPs? <sighs> well, I'm gonna stick with Julio. I said Julio beginning of the year across the board. Across the yes. board, I think, I think Julio. Unless down. something happens, I mean, people are arguing Pena in in Houston, but I think Houston's a really good team. So it's one of those like you better be doing like Paul Goldschmidt numbers yeah. to win Rookie of the Year with that because that team's just stacked. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. So it's like I, I think I think Pena's good, but I don't think I don't think he has the same impact as Julio. Like, you take Julio off the Mariners right now, they're they're ten games below five hundred. Oh, yeah. With that streak he went on. So I mean, I just think Julio and, and the numbers are showing he's he's fifteen home runs, yeah. twenty stolen bases. Like it's what he's doing is insane. He's batting like two seventy seven right now. If he would have started better before the season started, is that what he's batting? Two seventy seven. Two seventy seven. Yep. He, man, look at look at us with these stats. We're not usually stat people. We're yeah. we're, we're on today. The, the research. The um with Julio the with that is and. The beginning of the year, like it's not that he wasn't swinging the bat; he was being just very like conservative. Like, okay, I'm gonna take the pitch. The pitch counts deep. I'm gonna get him to three one. You know, try and get ahead. Where now he's just bugging. I'm swinging. I think his coach just said, like, dude, you need to swing. Yeah, you're athletic enough. You make good contact. And it's showing what he hit the the old Western material like top of it yeah. this week. Like the the kid's special, and I think he should be in the All Star. I think Ty France, of course, Gilbert. There's a couple you can pick from, but. But next year with this young squad, man, it's going to be exciting in Seattle's All Star Game next year. Yes, yes, so, sir. Can't wait for that. For me, I'm I'm going to go Judge for AL MVP. I think. Yep. I, I think, I think he's that's looking, across the board. That's, yeah. that's across the board again. Judge for sure. I really like the season that Manny Machado's having for yep. the NL. Same thing with Pete Alonso, but you know Tatis is out, so I think Machado would get my vote for NL MVP, AL Rookie of the Year for sure. Um, Julio Rodriguez, NL. I'm going to defer to you guys. I'm not. Too short about the end. That's a tough one. I mean, I mean, I got my bias pick. What are you gonna say, Suzuki? Yeah, I was gonna say Suzuki just for I think 
NL, there's really not like most of the AL rookies are are tearing it up. Where the NL, like there's guys like Suzuki and there's a there's a pitcher on the Pirates. I can't remember his name right now. No, there's a shortstop for the Pirates. There's a shortstop oh, too. Huh? Um, who with those three? Home oh, Neil Cruz. Oh, oh, right, right. Okay, he is six foot seven, and he he's has, a short. And he's a shortstop. He, he's a shortstop. <laughs> he is fast. He can throw the ball hard. He can hit. I mean, he's like, it's like he's comparable to Aaron Judge, but in the but like in the infield it's unreal but i mean like like i want to see him play out and see like what he can do but yeah i mean like my pick for the nl rookie of the year is saya suzuki go the home squad right? I'll, yeah, I'll go dude. suzuki too just because he's the rookie i see the most of what i'm watching like reading reports and all that like they, they mentioned like i don't think there's really many rookies right now in the nl where like the al it was like yeah it was like <laughs> julio uh, uh, Bobby, what's his name from Kansas City? I'm Bobby Witt Jr. Bobby Witt Jr. There's uh Pena in, in Houston. Like, there's a bunch of there's a bunch of these guys that are rookies that are tearing it up. Where it's kind of more quiet on yeah. on that. So like, there's less noise happening in the NL for rookies wise than there is on the AL. Where it's like Pena's tearing up. He replaced Correa. And he's doing just as good as Correa. Yeah, Julio's the next coming of Ken Griffey Jr. You know that they're not saying that, but just like you said, stats are showing it. Like. Yeah, people like to talk stats, and they're it's right here. So it's one of those like the future's bright. So I just that's just where I just think there's more. I'll, I'll ride Suzuki. My my MVP. I'll probably go Paul, go Paul Goldschmidt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just he's got 19, 19 dingers, and I think sixty nine RBIs or like he's just under seven. He's, he's won. Like right he's there. won an MVP in the Diamondbacks, right? He's won an MVP before. He, yeah. yeah, yeah. He won like one, but he won one with them. I think in 2014, 2015, right, right around there, the mid two thousand tens. But it was one of those like he's on such a bad team, but his numbers he's batting like three thirty, yeah. forty dude, something bombs. Dude like, gets on base. I mean, he has a four four twenty three on base percentage, and it's it, it's crazy. And that's Got first it. baseman too. Yeah, yeah. Where he's batting three forty. First baseman don't bat three forty. Like, yeah. Ty France batting like three twenty. Yeah, and he's a first baseman. Like he has a four point four WAR. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, and that's saying a lot on the Cardinal squad. And yeah. I know you, I know you're a Cubs fan, but like. The Cardinals have always had a good team. Like even in their they have, down years, they, they have always good, been they, good. And they even like rebuild, like they're rebuilding. Like this is a rebuild year. Like they're a good team, not yeah. like rebuild, but it's kind of like a uh, they have a shot just because the Central's a weak division. Mm-hmm. They right have to make the playoffs, the anything can happen. Yeah, because right, they right. have yeah. the bats for the playoffs. Where yeah. It's like the pitching's eh. like they could throw Yadier Molina. He's he's a strikeout king now. Do you see that in Tampa? Like beginning of June. Mm. Where Yadier stepped on the mound, he struck some guy out. Oh, yeah. He just throwing like eight of his pitches in there. (laughs) They were losing like 11 to three or something like that. But but no, I think that's it. We got Cy Young's. I think Verlander. I think Verlander. I still um, say Logan Gilbert. I think Gilbert can make a run. I just think. I just think that he can have a great rest of the season and he's he's a candidate. I don't want, I didn't want to be biased. But I'm saying it because he was my pick from day one. He was my pick like, like before the season even started. So. That's my. I just. That, I think that, it's tough to go against. Go, to go go against Verlander. Mm. I think that's just what it is. Like Verlander steps up, you're like, well, that's an L today. Where Gilbert, it's like that we could still win it just because they're going to pull him in the seventh for pitch count. Mm-hmm. Where yeah. Verlander, there he's like, you're not pulling me. I have 14 Ks and no one runs, and I don't care if I have 140 pitches. Right. I'm pitching. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's that mentality. I don't care. I'm I'm finishing my game. Yeah. Sure. This is my game. He has so. a brand new elbow, so might as well use it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Surgically repaired herbal. De- DeGrom needs his freaking surgeon, man. I'm telling you right yeah. now, DeGrom 
looks at a pebble and steps on it, he's out for six to eight weeks. Yeah. You guys, I, know. I don't know what they're drinking up there in Queens, man, but... Yeah. Well, he's coming back, which is good, and Scherzer pitched the other night. He threw a sh- almost a shutout, only gave up one run. I believe he struck out 12 in six innings, yep. and of course the Mets do what they do. Every time they get a great start from a starting pitcher, that's really good. They never score any runs. So yeah. It's been like that for quite some time. It's been the trend, but uh, no, I, I agree with, with you guys' picks. And What about the NL side, Young? Uh, that guy from Miami, Sandy. How do you say his last Alcantara. name? Alcantara. 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 Yeah. Alcantara. He's just. Let's see. I think I have a pull up right here. Yeah, he has a one nine five ERA and wow, a, a WHIP of point nine five. I mean, yeah, yeah. That, he's definitely that, gonna win it. That's yeah. he's not Verlander, but that's like Verlander numbers right there. The NL yeah. just on a bad team. So that's that's what I got. I agree with that. Well, one. let's talk about, of course, the other big thing coming up besides the All Star break is the trade deadline. You said it was July thirty first, right? Yes. So, it's, you know, it's a couple of weeks away, but uh, this is going to be an interesting one. It's yeah. going to be an interesting one. Who are your early trades that you're looking to see, Mason? Uh, so, Wilson Contreras is going to be out of Chicago. You think so? Yeah, and I have a team that he might go to that might surprise you. It, uh, The Houston Astros. Oh, boy. <sighs> yeah. Oh. But I do see that happening. They have to give up a lot for him, though. I would think. The Cubs aren't just going to be like, hey, here, take our one of the best catchers in the league for nothing. Yeah, no. Well, I... I, honestly, they might because uh, that's just how the Cubs are. <laughs> they're they're restarting for sure. Re- Yo, yeah, yeah, dude, yeah. I mean, but the Cubs have have a PJ Higgins um, behind a Contreras, so and he's and he's producing, so it's kind of like he he's gonna get sold. Uh, biggest biggest move. I'm gonna stick with Seattle. I think Seattle needs to make, needs to make a move for an actual DH. I say take that that half year rental with Nelson Cruz mm-hmm. who can get forty home runs a season still at what forty years old. And it's not like the Washington Nationals are doing anything either. No, nope. you know? and he did that just because it's the first time he's played in the NL because they have the new DH rule. And yep, I think you you throw Castillo in a package with that, get him out of there, let the let the young bucks just kind of get the experience they need in that bullpen and get rid of him. Get rid of get rid of Fernando two point I just think the main thing they just need to get rid of Castillo and stop giving him reps is the thing and. Um, really, I just think you got to get a true DH. What's his name? They traded for what's his face from Kansas Carlos City, Santana. Carlos Santana. Yeah, he's not Santana from ten years ago, where mm-hmm. he's crushing. He the is. Ball. He's not a twenty sixteen. Exactly. Santana. Exactly. So he was just, a stud. I mean, they're now just more like a, we need someone right now because we don't really have a backup first baseman. So that's what what Ty yeah. France going out, which you don't see. You were you weren't expecting that to happen. So. I just think you got to bring a true DH, and whether it's Nelson Cruz or someone, where you're like, you know what, he's not a true DH, but he's also not a right fielder. Yeah, right. <laughs> so yeah, we can right. throw him in DH. You know, just just one of those things. Like Bryce Harper's a great outfielder, but he just DHs now. Mm. So and he's hurt. Speaking of, yep, yeah. But he was oh. having MVP season too until he got yep. hurt. So and that's where I think Goldschmidt's gonna run away with it. So that's just, that's just what I got. I I think that's the moves that need to be made. More, I think the I think the Mets need to make a trade for another ace. I agree. If they can, Luis like a Castillo Sonny Gray the, or someone, a Luis Castillo from the Reds. That's what I have. I have that actually written down. And what are the trades that you have written down? I know you did your homework. Oh yeah, sure. I did. I did a little bit. Uh, so Luis Castillo to the Mets. Uh, Andrew Chafin, a relief pitcher to the Yankees. Mm-hmm. I do think that they're going to make a deal for that one. Right. Um. Let's see who else. Frankie Montas. Yeah, he he's he's probably gonna go somewhere. Uh, Sean Sean Murphy, like for the uh, Oakland A's, he's a catcher. He's gonna move. Um, no, there's there's some pretty good pitching names on this list. 
Kyle Hendricks from the Cubs, uh, Zach Greinke. And that's another name. Yeah, Greinke there in KC. He just did that for money. I mean, so I can see see, like the Mets maybe making a move for him, the Yankees, because it's just the Yankees. Um, Dude, I see Joey Gallo leaving New York. You think so? Like in trade. I think Seattle should trade. That's that's, that's a real thing. Why not? Just DH. What else do you have to lose? You don't want Gallo. Uh, You get lots of strikeouts. A shit ton He's been of this year, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. maybe I mean, it's the pressure in New York, man. Right, could be. Maybe yeah. it's but he shaved the beard and he went downhill, man. I'm telling you, <laughs> right. yeah, that's true. But no, I don't know. I I, I think that Joey Gallo is going to leave New York, and then New York will find someone to replace him. To replace him, right, right? I think they'll do it for just just stack up. Uh, they'll find like an average, yeah, yeah. Finally, do you guys see a big blockbuster trade going down this year? Not not this year. I think. Like Not basically, really. I think it's gonna be a lot of pitchers on the move to guys that need yeah. the depth and bullpen and or another ace in a lineup. I just besides it's not blockbuster, but I think really the ones that need a bat. See, I didn't think Contreras, but you're saying that with Houston, they're really just like a catcher away. Right. That's in the reality, it's so that need, makes yeah. sense. Yeah, March um, Malnado, I mean, he's he's great defensively, but hitting wise, he is not that good. Maybe if the Braves felt sentimental for Freeman to se- or to bring him back, knowing what happened. So right. with, with that, like he would have signed that deal. Speaking of, you weren't here. We talked about that last week. What's your take on that Freddie Freeman oh, agency that is, drama? That is so sad. I feel so bad for the guy, but it's it's that's what that's what like the agents will do though. It's so bad, and it's never to this degree though where it's like no. you're fired. Like yeah. it is a fireable offense because mm-hmm. the agent was really looking out for his pocket instead of his clients at sure. that point. Where I'm sure. Knowing who the type of person Freeman is from the doc, from what you see in yeah. the 60s and all that, what you hear about him, he would have thrown extra more cash his way saying, hey, I, it's less, but I'm I'm happy. Freeman you know? would have definitely taken the same amount of money to go back to Atlanta. Oh, 100%. That's his home. He was a king there. He won a World Series. Exactly. Like, it was like, <laughs> uh, uh, why am I spacing? Um. Like when Kawhi won in Toronto right, that right. year, like he wasn't yeah. there again, but they'll build a statue of him. Oh, just, sure, just he, of would, he wouldn't have to pay for a meal ever in Toronto. Nick Foles, yeah, no. Nick Foles in uh Philly in Philly when they beat the Patriots, their first yeah. Super Bowl. It's, it's like it's that magnitude where it's like we may not win it, but you're a god. Yeah, you're a king of Atlanta. Yep, that's a good point. Yeah. Like, so I just think it's more of that. It's just like because you don't see that that longevity of players that just go that long with the team, and it's just, he was there for what 10, 10, 11 years. They finally won a title, and he signed for another seven with with the Dodgers, and it's just. I don't know. I just, I I think he needs to. I said it. I think he needs to sue the agent. Yeah, I'm gonna sue oh, you yeah. because knowing I would have signed this, right? You would have got less, not not even less money, but it's more like a he. And he's not happy there. No, like you no. see, he's yeah. hanging on the bench. Clayton Kershaw's already coming out and saying, "Well, like we don't want to be second fiddle." Shut up, dude. Like if you didn't, if you weren't happy, if you got traded to it or whatever to a team, you're not. Gonna and be Kershaw is one that wants to go to the Rangers, so it's just like. Where he's from, right? He's from yeah. like the Arlington area. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's just like, yeah. and I get that if you want to go back, like Freeman's from LA, but Atlanta's been home yeah, the last sure. couple of years for his franchise, for the franchise, right? That's where he went after everything. So it's just like, after he got pretty much drafted, went through the whole farm system with Atlanta and then made his way up, but you don't hear a lot like with guys that start from point A in the minors yeah. and make it to the big leagues, like where he did. And so. I just if I'm him, I sue the I sue the agent for the X amount of money I lost from that contract. Yeah, I that's what I do. I you may, you may not get the full amount, but you know yeah. what? No, dude, you fuck me. Excuse right. my language, but you're gonna you you're gonna there's repercussions for this because I I would have signed that deal in a heartbeat. And he said yeah. that. And I think it's crazy how word got out when he played in Atlanta. That's what got me. Like 
it was hush hush until he pretty much started hugging players and they're like, we can't believe he didn't take that deal, man. And wait, what deal? It was like you got blindsided. I think that's where the instant firing happened. But now you're going to see, I've said it, where players are just going to start representing themselves. It's going to happen. You're seeing yep. it with like Lamar Jackson. You see it with um, who's the basketball player that, <clears throat> excuse me. Richard man. Sherman did it for a while. Sherman did it, it, but he, I think he has a law degree too. So it's one of those kind of like, he understands like how contract structure right, of that work, right, but right, not right. saying that's not. Well, LeBron is pretty much, I mean, like, is he pretty much like, well, he, he's with uh, Clutch Sports. Clutch Sports. Which I mean, he started up, but with his buddy. Yeah. Rich Paul. Yeah, yeah, so it's pretty much like he's his own guy. Yeah, yeah. I, you're going to see a lot more of that, I think. Yeah. Just play representation. So it's like, one, I keep 100% of my profit, and two, I don't have to worry about my decision is my 100% solely my decision. Like I said, I I think think I would if I was at that level, I would, ha- I would just represent myself. Because yeah. you know what the market is. You're looking to throw the TV on. Oh, so-and-so signed for this. Awesome. I'm in the $25 million range all of a sudden. There's yep. my starting point. Especially if you're that good. You know what I mean? Like, if you're not a good player, then it might be a risk. But if you're that good and you know you're going to get a big contract and you know teams are out for you, you know, you can do that, represent yourself for sure. I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But that's where it gets tricky with, like, trade deadlines. Because then you have to go to the front office and be like, I'm unhappy. I want to trade. Which right. some players don't care. They will. But it's like, you have players like, uh, which is agents. Yep. They call, that's a phone call. They, they have no relation to the business. just a business for them. Hey, my client wants out. Yeah, make the move while we're sitting. We yeah. ain't signing until this. Where I think that's where players like it because they can just sit back, do their offseason workouts, whatever, do their thing. Let the that's what they're paying the agent to do. Right, right, right. But in this sense, I just think it's gonna flip a narrative in a way where it's more just hundred percent. I agree with that. But it's like what's her name? Uh, Rachel. Lu- what's her name? Um, Rachel Luba with Lu- Trevor Bauer. Yeah, she. Um, <clears throat> well, because she was like working with like Jonas Cespedes, so like. Her track record's not the best at this point, but she's representing other clients. But she does it more; it's an hourly thing. Mm. If I if I'm handling your off season stuff, it's more because she went to like law school. So like that E sixty, she explained it where it's like I don't. There's a commission that comes with it, but I'm on the clock. So when I'm on the clock, I'm being paid accordingly. Like I'm not trying to just gouge you for this. Like if this, if you really want me to work this, it's like an hourly thing. And then there's commission on top of it to a later point. But it's not like where agents are like, all right, I'm getting twenty percent commission off of that deal. It's not make. like a Scott Boris. Exactly. Like Chris Bryant would not be in Colorado if Scott Borson say, you're making $180 million in the next yeah. six years. He would have been in Seattle or somewhere else. Right. You know, which, God, I wish Seattle would have snagged him. Fuck. Yep. So do I. <laughs> <laughs> I could still wear his jersey to games. But that's really what I got for baseball. I yeah. Mean, yeah. I mean, it. I just yeah. know no big, no big moves besides pitchers. I think it's more they're getting more, which I got to add real quick. I know it keeps keep popping up, but. I guess there's a thing out. There's a study out where they're saying, um, you see it besides like the old school guys like Scherzer's and the the Verlanders and guys like that. You don't see pitchers going past like 85 pitches or five innings. So do you? What's your take on that? Do you think it's because of the risk of the health of their arm, or what do you? I think it's yeah. I think like to keep them like for longevity. It's like like Kyle Hendricks. Like so, he only throws like five six innings, and he will never go past that, and. But I mean, like he throws like eighty-eight miles an hour, and he can, he could do that long span, like. But like he doesn't get hurt, and he just and that's why. keeps going. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. So does that? Do you think that restructures like contracts in the future because you're not throwing X amount of innings? Like, I've, like Garrett Cole was throwing complete games up to a point until he signed with the Yankees, and now they're like, you're done after six after he cashed in mm-hmm. for yeah. three hundred mil. 
Right. So well, hundred percent. I mean, because like I mean, because now like for pitching, like it's like baseball turning into like a bullpen game, and I mean, it's that's how the future will be of baseball. I mean, like the starting like like the lifespan of a starting pitcher is is probably gonna shorten. Right. But now it's gonna be. Like, or or lengthen because if they're oh, yeah, true. saving their yeah, arm. True. I guess it's but, a matter of um do you want to keep going? Because yeah. like like guys will have like complete game, not complete game, but they have like a shutout going to the sixth. After the sixth, like, yeah, you're done. It's like, yo, I got 10 Ks in six innings. Like, yeah. let me roll with it. I'm only at 85 pitches where they're like, Nope, you're done. Call the bullpen in. So I think you're gonna start seeing, like Mason said, more of an increase in the bullpen yeah. where now bullpen pitchers be like, dude, I'm pitching four innings now, and I'm a I'm a mid reliever. Like right. closers are pitching two, three innings now. Not three, but like they're going in the eighth and ninth. Like they're doing full innings, not just coming in three out. You know, make my seven million year. They're gonna be like, no, I want more money. Yeah. I, I want to be in the double digits now as a as a closer. I think the narrative is gonna flip where the the starters aren't gonna get the three hundred, the big, the big deals anymore. They will, but the bullpens, the guys are gonna be like, no, I'm 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 commanding about ten million now yeah. per season. Because yeah. you're you're using me more and my arm more than you have in the past, so this is my rate. That's just how I see, that's yeah. how I think it is. But nice. I saw that today, like on ESPN. I was like, wait, really? I didn't realize it, but because I, I was thinking like, pitchers aren't going eight nine innings anymore. They're they're going like five or six, and then you're throwing they're moving like starters to be like middle long reliefers and throw them for four innings, then throw a closer. It's almost like you're throwing two starters in, then you throw a closer at the end of it. So right. it's, I just think it's crazy how baseball's like evolved that way. evolving to a yeah. certain point where yeah. they're they're looking more statistics and like the shifts and they everyone's throwing harder. I mean, like everyone's hitting harder. It just you gotta focus up on pitching and just like the, the bullpen. Yeah, exactly. Right. We have right. pitchers fucking hitting fifty home runs and throwing a no hitter the next day. Like, yep, it's getting insane, man. <laughs> <laughs> Baseball's wild now. So it's gonna be. I mean, it, it, the second half with the trade deadline and and with all these teams positioned the way they are, I definitely think it's gonna be a very very interesting second half. We haven't made it yet to the All Star break again. That's coming up on the 18th. You said on the 19th. 19th. Yep. Well, I gotta say, Dansby Swanson, man, Hillsboro Hop. He's tearing it up in Atlanta. Nice. Yep. He's tearing it up. He's having a great year. And he started off struggling in his early career, but now he last year with the World Series and yep. the way he's playing this year, I think that number one pick is definitely looking like he should have been the number one pick. I think yeah. he was on that championship team too in Hillsborough. Yeah, a couple yeah. years ago. I think he was on yeah, that was. team as their shortstop. Wow, greatness comes out of the Northwest. Yeah, just yeah. not Portland, Oregon. <laughs> Everyone else, that dude. If you are a pro athlete, do not come to Portland, Oregon. You're wasting your time. That's all I got to say. Well, let's move on to a team. That's, <laughs> that's, that's all I got to say. <laughs> let's move on to a, a a league that Portland does play in the NBA. This will be a quick one. I mean, we, you know, obviously the big news was this is Kev- all you guys. This is all you guys. Kevin Durant and and Kyrie Irving. Yep. That that you know the trades still haven't happened yet. Might not happen for a little bit, according to a lot of reporters. Might take a little bit for both of them to get moved. Uh, but free agents, you know, the Lakers are signing some young guys here. They signed <laughs> Thomas Bryant today. They signed. Um, the guy from the Spurs, who am I thinking of? Lonnie Walker. So they're getting younger. They're getting more athletic. But, of course, we know what they need. They need another star. They need to get rid of Westbrook. We've been over that many times. But oh, you're laughing. I mean, uh, yeah, the Lakers. No, I'm laughing about a meme I saw earlier. Oh. Oh, <laughs> you started talking about the Lakers. Go, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's all right. But but the other big news, I mean, James Harden hasn't signed yet. They're, they're saying that this week he'll probably make his deal. I think he's going to take less money to stay with the Sixers. And to have pieces around him. So that's, you know, the other big domino to fall. But other than that, I mean, TJ Warren signed with the Nets. 
Good signing. Good signing there. Um, they traded for Royce O'Neal. Donovan Mitchell. We'll see what happens with him. It doesn't seem like he's too happy in Utah. Yeah. So especially that they just traded Rudy Gobert for like 27 first picks. Yeah. <laughs> here, so. here, here, have the keys to our franchise for the next 15 years. Yeah. That's yeah. what they did. Here, here's the Ferrari. Take it. Crazy. Here's the Lambo. So not really too much going on <laughs> in the NBA. But, of course, we'll follow the Kyrie and, and KD news. Uh, the big news that happened today, though, in the NFL Baker Mayfield, he finally got traded. He's finally off the Cleveland Browns. I am so upset that he's not a Seattle Seahawks. I am too. Me too. I am so butthurt. And I think, you know what? The Seahawks, I really think the Seahawks are just tanking this year. I yeah. really do. And they're not going to say it, obviously. They're, they're going to have some cheap tickets to some games, and yeah, I am well, excited. Going to their first game. Speaking with- <laughs> of Seahawks, do you see the U.S. Open just tr- just roast Drew Locke on I Twitter? I saw that, yeah. Where someone's like, not a sport. And the, the fan that tweeted it, like when he's watching the Wimbledon, right? Yeah. Or not the U.S. Open, but... Uh, Wimbledon, so yes. like the, yeah, Wimbledon, the, yeah, yeah. The, the tennis, whatever the hell it's called, the their association. I'm a sports guy, I should know that. I think it's the WTA Women or uh, Worldwide Tennis Association. That may be the Women's Tennis Association. I'm not. I'm not sure what the the actual big like conglomerate. We'll just, is. Yeah, I'm we'll just sure. say the Worldwide WTA. Yeah, Prestige Worldwide. Prestige Worldwide. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Before that, you want to hear about the meme I saw? Yeah, go ahead. So, yeah, because you, you know, keep on laughing over there. You know how people just bash LeBron and he can't do it without help? So, or he needs all the help he can get? <laughs> they photoshopped him <laughs> and Thomas Bryant and Sharif O'Neal and Scotty Pippen Jr. saying, look at this, bringing all these legends back on the court. <laughs> it's just like... Sharif was undrafted, probably going to get cut. Scotty yeah. will maybe make the cheating and Thomas Bryant just something. Yeah. Center. Like, I was just, it's just one of those, like, people just, you just had to look at it. People just trolling LeBron saying, look at this, because Cody Bryant, Bryant. It's just the last names. Like, you're just putting the last names on the court. Can't do it alone, man. He's got to have all his help. Yeah, Thomas <laughs> Bryant to save the day, right? Oh, oh my goodness. God. But it was just like people just trolling LeBron, dude. Like, it's a serious matter, but like the, the Brittany Griner thing, people are saying, "Oh, if LeBron was over there, they'd go get him." Oh yeah, and, dude, and I saw are, all those like, all day. This has nothing to do with LeBron. Stop bringing him into it. Like, just there like, is so many LeBron. comments like that had to do with do with a LeBron, like on the Brittany Griner stuff. Yeah, it's just like he has. <laughs> like, like you said, like absolutely nothing to do with it. Well, people just love to hate pick on LeBron, man. It's he does it so himself bad. sometimes, but. Yeah, people always love to pick on LeBron, man. It's it's a fact. <laughs> I saw. I was like, dude, get out of here! Like, like it's Shaq, Kobe, and Scottie Pippen. But I, I lost it, dude. Yeah, it's so bad. I was like, our boss. She's like, are you okay? And I'm like, <laughs> just a meme. Leave me alone. Yeah, yeah. You make any sales? Nope. <laughs> 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 Laughing at memes. <laughs> But that's all I had. So sorry. We were talking NFL. Yeah, Baker Mayfield. He <laughs> traded to the Carolina Panthers today for pretty much like a bag of donuts. <laughs> a yeah, fifth round pick, a conditional fifth round pick. And uh, they're going to eat, I think, $5 million off his salary from the Browns. So they basically got him for 5 I mean, they really didn't get – they didn't have to give up anything for the him. The Seahawks basically. couldn't do that. That's what I'm saying. And I was having oh, discussions so with Seahawks fans today, like, here at work. And they're like, yeah, I mean, I guess they're just going with your luck, you know. Yeah. But to me, I just think they're really in for the top quarterbacks in next year's draft. I mean, it's just so obvious. Yeah. Your luck's just not the answer. He's just not. Or, like, Bumpus is trying to sell on the, the Bump and Stacy show in the, here in the morning on The Fan. He was all saying, uh, well, Geno Smith's that guy. No, he's no. not that guy. You as a Jets fan, no. Oh, God, no, he's not that Geno guy. Smith is not that guy. Remember when Aaron Rodgers, when he got drafted, like, hey, sometimes they just overlook greatness and all this, and he had this, like, chip on his shoulder to suit from being a fucking second-round pick and just 
probably one of the worst picks you guys ever had in in this millennia. Mm-hmm. I'll throw yeah. that out there. Yeah, you've had no. some. You guys had some pretty bad picks. We have, and, and, and Gino <laughs> was one of them for sure. I'm yeah. willing to admit that, no doubt. But yeah, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know what direction. I mean, we know what direction the Seahawks are going in. They're going to tank, I think, and they're going to you know try to get one of those number one picks and those top quarterbacks. But Bryce Young, baby, Bryce Young. I mean, but it, I, I, you know, I felt like telling some Seahawks fans today, look, man, like my team is going to be. It's going to be a rough year. It's it's gonna be a rough year, no doubt for the Seahawks. Rough year, and it's like your leader on your defense is a safety that can't cover dirt on the ground. Yep. So, yep. or he can. He'll get he'll get two sacks and he's hurt the rest of the season. Right. And then he'll say like, "Oh, I'm Jamal Adams. I'm the best safety in the league." And it's like, dude, no, you're not. Yeah, you're not. You're you should be not like we said outside linebacker. You should not be a safety. Right. But I'm excited. If we're gonna talk about Seahawks. Kobe Bryant, safety or excuse me, corner that they draft from Cincinnati. Third round pick, I think he's going to be a steal. I think he's, he's going. I think he's going to push for like he won't get it because Seattle's going to be a bad team this year. But I just think because he won't get that national recognition until like if they say they start winning, like Sherman later on when they started winning and all that. But he has the tangibles of like a Sherman, like in coverage, and so he, I think he's that hidden gem that fell in the third round, mm-hmm. and he and he just fits that system perfectly as like as like a, a cover shutdown corner. He can do it all, whether it's man press or zone. I just and I think he'll be like a rookie of the year candidate for like defensively, but he'll just fall just because they're going to be so bad. I'm like, D- yeah, yeah, he'll fall you have radar. 10 picks, but you guys suck. Right. <laughs> it's just what it's going to come down to. And so um, other than that, there's really nothing else happening. But what about Baker? Let's talk about him. I mean, new opportunity in Carolina. You know, he's under an offensive guy. When Matt Rule, the owner likes to spend, he wants to, he's putting pressure on the team to be good this year and, and you know, in further years and. You know, I, I one sports take that I got so wrong was Sam Darnold, man. I, I just got him so wrong. Obviously, if they're trading for Baker Mayfield, they don't believe in Sam Darnold. Yeah. You know, when he he was the you know another USC quarterback, it's like Mark Sanchez. He was good for a little bit, but he flamed out. But those USC quarterbacks, man, something about those USC quarterbacks. Well, see, at least Mark Sanchez came into like a winning, right? Not right. winning. But, That's true. But like they made the playoffs, they yes. beat the Patriots. I think back to back years in the they playoffs. went to the championship game. Back to back. It went to the years. AFC yeah. Championship, and yeah. so. He, who, wait, who wait, wait. So you're saying that Mark Sanchez beat, beat the Patriots for a championship? Well, no, no, to no. Go to the, the AFC championship. Oh, okay, that's the, like, okay. the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Because who beat them in that era? Well, the first one got Peyton Manning, the Colts. Um, and then the second year was the Steelers. That's right. Yeah. It was, it was well, the Steelers. That's right. Yeah, yeah, I remember those days. Great days, but also painful ones as well. But I, I haven't had any good days since then. So. But because yeah. they had a good running, it wasn't Curtis Martin. Yeah, they, was had, it? they had Thomas Jones, and they had uh, I forget the other guy's name of the backup guy, but uh, they had Thomas Jones. I remember him. Oh, that Danny defense Tomlinson. was stacked. Yeah. Lt was LT. in the backfield, yep, like yep. end of his career. Lt, but yep, yep. So those were the good days. <laughs> Could you imagine if we had like a two thousand like six Lt behind oh, Mark Sanchez? Yeah. Ooh. With that defense, you probably would have made a Super Bowl. There you go. Like and... L, like. Early 2000s, Ladainian Thomas is one of the greatest like players in football history, yes. yeah. and no one gives him credit for it, just because that that team amounted to nothing with him and Philip Rivers. But you couldn't touch 0506 Ladainian Tomlinson. Yeah. I, mean, I would say probably 2006, 2006 Ladainian Tomlinson, the year he had like 30 plus touchdowns, rushing touchdowns. It you he's one of the greatest football players ever. I mean, one of that thousand you could throw him in any era. Yeah. Yes, as a running back, that was a thing. Yes, no doubt. So no doubt. But I, I just I just like the 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 thing in Carolina where they traded for him and it's the first and third pick going at the starting job from the same draft class. Yes. It's the, the same two oh, guys no from 2018, right? 2000, yep. 2018 class. The Baker was the number one pick. Darnold was the number Darnold was three. Third to the Jets. Oh, wow. And they both are competing now for the starting job. 
And I, Baker's going to win it yeah. out. I, I, I think Baker will win it or they'll move Donald. Well, well not, like you said, yeah. the experiment didn't work. Yeah. So you, they're going to make it interesting is what they're going to do to give Baker competition to win it, to kind of get that spark going. Sure. Because like we were saying last year, Baker was just hurt. Like he was playing yeah. through like injuries. Like he dislocated his shoulder, mm -hmm. wore a harness, couldn't even move. And people were like, well, if he could just make plays, the guy's playing hurt. with a, like a torn labrum yeah. and a dislocated shoulder. And look what happened. It and he's still up. and he's still throwing for three hundred yards. Like, right, right. The Browns just they were just that team that was really good on paper mm -hmm. and just couldn't put it on. I just injuries. They traded Odell. Nick Chubb went down at one point. The O line kind of fell apart. Yeah. The deep besides Miles Garrett, that defense never showed up. They had a stacked team, but they just got hurt all the time. On paper, yeah, that's yeah. really what it what came down to. Yeah. yeah. And just and Baker's a competitor. That's why I would have liked him in Seattle. Right. Personally, I just think he matched up with that system. It it's there's no pressure. Right. But we're here to revive your career. Right. Right. I think they were just waiting for a buyout to happen. I because they were like. We're not trading. We're not trading. But they didn't say they didn't say we weren't gonna pursue him. There's like we're not trading for him. I think they're waiting for him to get released. We're gonna throw that veteran minimum at you or whatever the minimum is for a fifth year player and still in that rookie realm for their contracts and say, hey, here's one point five proven. We'll we'll extend you for the next two years or whatever. Kind of at fifteen, ten, fifteen. Still a discount for a quarterback, but. So he, has the, he has the receiving pieces, the running backs back there, and yeah. so good. The O line's okay. So it's and with no fan addition, yeah, I, I, th that was the best. That was the best option for him. And I like I said, I just don't. Geno Smith and Drew Locke, like Drew couldn't do with no Fant and and was Sutton, Cortland Sutton, Cortland Sutton, and then um, Jerry Judy mm -hmm. there in Denver. You think he's gonna do with this cast in Seattle? No, no, no it's no. It, no, it's gonna be a Smith. rough year, Seahawks fans. And I love like. I love like what people are like, yeah, he, yeah, he's doing it. Like I see it on Facebook, Geno Smith, Geno Smith, that when Russell broke his finger, yeah, right, or whatever, tore that, tore that ligament in his finger, like, yeah, Geno, Geno, then like the next year you do like a pick six and it's just like, there's the Geno Smith yes. they're going to have to watch all season long. I, you know, I think it's a good situation for, for Baker Mayfield because you, you know, you look at that division besides the Bucks, it's a pretty crappy division. You know, the NFC isn't great with quarterbacks, really. I mean, you have Tom Brady, you have Matthew Stafford, but a lot of young guys as well. I think Baker can really maybe have a standout season next year. You know, he has some yeah. weapons, DJ Jones, you have um, Robbie you, you Anderson. You got to throw Dak in that conversation. Dak, Dak too, yes. Dak throws like sure, close sure. to five, five, five Gs in the passing category. Right. So. Dak, too, for sure. If he's healthy. And, yeah. and But the NFC, I mean, you, I mean, the AFC is just stacked with good core. I mean, yeah. I, it's... it's you know, but you have the NFC again. You have Rodgers, you have Brady, you have Dak and, and Stafford. But I think that I think Baker can really have a breakout year. I think DJ Jones is a good weapon. Obviously, they have Christian McCaffrey, Robbie if Anderson as a deep threat if he's healthy. The offensive line got a little bit better in the draft. They have um, that cornerback uh, JC uh, Horn. I think he's he's a really good defender that's gonna you know bring some noise to the Panthers this year. So I I think I, I think he went to the better landing spot. I do. I think I think Carolina for him is a better landing spot for sure. So. So I have a thing right here. Most expensive offenses in 2022. I will buy Chipotle Ooh. when they open. Right. Whoever gets who the number one highest paid offense is in the league. LA Rams. They're not even the top ten. So this oh, answer, but this answer is something that we you wouldn't think that would be the top offenses. Uh, yes, okay. I will say that. I will give, so I'll give you one more. It's not a team. It's in the league, so it's just the whole league. The most expensive. Take a wild guess. Let's go with the Philadelphia Eagles. 
Kansas City? They're in the top ten, but no. Oh, damn it. The number one team is the Detroit Lions. Really? <laughs> Why? Because really? Jerry Goff has a $40 million oh, salary right. to lose. Damn. That's why the Rams got rid of him. But yeah, right there. I'll round off the top that? 10. So number one is the Lions with $123 million wow. in offense for just this season. And the salary cap's what, $100, $200 million? <laughs> so you're, not, you're paying that much for an offense that's going to win you like three games. Yeah. So, but it's just that quarterback. It's the straight quarterback. Goff's salary is like $40 million this year. So, and then at, behind that's the Cowboys with 122, which, I mean, they extended CD. They had Zeke for like 20 million. Dak's making like 40 or whatever it is. That's not surprising. The Commanders, which I, well, they just, they just signed what's his face, that receiver. Yeah, um, McLaurin. Yeah, McLaurin to that big deal. So that, that probably bumped them up to that scene, but he's making like 20 something million a year. Like wow. something stupid. I mean, he's worth the money. Right. So after that's the Titans. You have the Cardinals, the Chiefs, the Patriots, which that was surprising, but they did spend a lot of money last in the offseason the yeah. last year. Now mm-hmm. now that's hitting the salary cap finally. Right. Uh, the Ravens, and that's before Lamar Jackson's deal. So the Ravens, they're sitting at 113. If you had Lamar Jackson, they're going to hit. Shoot, they would go over the they would go over the Lions. If they did that, he'd, they'd be about 120, 125, 130 million for an offense. The Browns at 112. And I'm guessing that's before they got rid of Baker because he had what like 18 million on the books, right? Roughly, and then the 49ers had 111 million, and that's before Debo Samuel gets signed, too. So, yeah, yeah. the Lions are the most expensive offense to be the worst team, in the, one of the worst teams in the league. Wow, I never would have guessed that. I never now, if you're the that. league, do you, if they do terrible this year, like say the next couple of years, do you say, all right, you guys need to, it's time to pack up? Mm. No, move. We're yeah. we're moving. Right, right. Well, yeah, I mean, it could be a situation for sure. Yeah, especially if they spend all that money and not winning. Yeah. You know? But where would you move to? That's so rough. Yeah, that's, that's the other thing. Yeah. Chicago's talking about trying to put a second team up there. Really? Wow. I mean, they, they have enough, they have the room for it. Right. You just throw them in a suburb like they did with the Rams. They're in Inglewood, mm-hmm. but they're the Los Angeles Rams. You just right. throw them in a suburb. So but Chicago's saying, like, hey, we're just as big as New York. No. Uh, <laughs> but I'm so stupid. I was going to say Nashville. But the Titans. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. we always talk about baseball, about like where baseball should move, like Yo, Vegas and Nashville. That, that's why my brain's thinking that. Damn. San Antonio wouldn't be a bad spot. Mm-hmm. But yeah. then it's just like they're a small market. So yeah. it's like, if you, if you think about it, are there really football teams in small markets besides like Green Bay? Besides Green Bay and maybe Jacksonville, maybe? I mean, uh, Jacksonville's probably a big city, right? A, a bigger city. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I, think it, just, it, I think they just covered that that northern little peninsula right there, of right, Florida. Because right. yeah. if you think about it, the rest of the teams are down south, Tampa yeah. and Miami. So uh, yeah, I think Jack. So they would cover like Orlando. They'd probably cover like right there near the South Carolina border, right there. So I right. think they just cover like Seattle. They cover that radius, right? Where, like Seattle covers like five states, <laughs> literally yeah. from like here to Alaska, yeah. northern Canada to like Mont. Even you could not the Dakotas, like Montana down to Wyoming. So. Right. No, like where, where, where? I, Chicago. If you wanted two teams, I th- I can't really think I of any think other Oklahoma city. Oklahoma City. Uh, maybe St. Louis again. Give St. Louis, Louis a yeah. shot because they're right. saying like they were done wrongly with the Rams, but the league's like, yeah, we're making billions now with the Rams yeah. in L.A. Yeah. So I just think, I just think Detroit's just. Would you want to be? I was bash Portland. Maybe it's time I bash another city. <laughs> would you, if a pro athlete, would you want to live in Detroit, Michigan? 
I would the rather weather live, shit. Right, I'd rather live in a warmer climate, no doubt. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, sure. players play in the cold. Kansas City gets cold yeah. in the winter in the Midwest, yeah. right there in Missouri. I mean, uh, Pittsburgh gets cold. Philly gets cold. New England gets cold. New, not gonna say New York right now because they're not winning, but like players will play there if they're winning to, if it's cold because yeah. the, the market, right? Right, right. But Green Bay ice, the tundra, mm-hmm. the frozen tundra, literally. So I, I don't think. Cold has a factor as long as you're winning. You know in football you're going to play in cold climates. It's not yeah. like basketball. It's like, yeah, do I really want to live in Minnesota and have to be in all this when I could be play half my season in Miami the majority of the time? Like that's I think yeah. basketball is just different. Where football, you're like, no, I'm in outdoor elements. I'm going to be in it. I already play teams. I'm already acclimated to the cold type thing. So I don't know. I just, but yeah, Detroit? Detroit? Well, just, they've just been so bad for so long, too. I mean, it, it's just like it's just a losing culture there. And it, it, nobody wants to play for a losing culture. They just, not well, unless and, they throw and, millions the millions at them. But. Well, and look at yeah. the players they've had. Calvin Johnson. Matthew Stafford just yeah. left and won a title. Uh, Barry Sanders. I mean, the list goes on. That's just top three. And two of those are the greatest at their position. You could say top five with Calvin. Right. Barry Sanders at running back. People say he's, if not the best. Yeah. So they just waste talent. They do. They certainly do. I mean, they've had some Hall of Famers, man. They play they there just, and they die there. They can't yep. keep them. Yeah. Well, so, Calvin's like, I don't want to get traded. I'll just sit here and it's just I'll like, just what? retire. <laughs> what? Don't retire, dude. Yeah. Get traded. But I don't know. I get Oklahoma City wouldn't be a bad spot, but I don't care for them after what happened to the Sonics. So, of course, Oklahoma City can burn for all I care. <laughs> Not literally, just a figure of speech, everyone. But yeah, Detroit. Fuck Detroit, man. I wouldn't want to live there. Eminem don't want to live there, dude. He fucking. Well, Eminem does live there. He does. Uh, he now, but he he was a he was a LA boy there for a little bit with Dre. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Three one three, baby. Yeah. Eight mile. That's right. That's all. That's all. <laughs> they have that. They have eight mile. They have yeah, eight mile. That's it. If I'm a pro athlete. I'm living in the trailer court at eight mile. <laughs> you have I mean, one I, nice trailer. Right. Like even the Pistons. Like the Pistons. It's just like, but they've won titles. Is the difference? Yeah. Like the Tigers were a good team. Yeah. So like, I, when like Verlander, Scherzer, Cabrera, like when they had that team and like the two. Armando Galarraga, is that what his name who mm-hmm. had the blow no hitter? Yeah. Like they had a good team. Thank you, Jim Joyce. In in that era. So it's like they, they didn't win a title, but they had a really good team where it's just I don't know, just like football's different. Like you have to win in a small and I'm not saying Detroit's small, but like Green Bay, like if I don't think Green Bay could survive if they weren't winning. They've right. just been blessed with back to back franchise quarterbacks for mm-hmm. the last thirty years. That's right. Yeah. So I don't know. But that's it. I, what we want to open floor now? Yeah, open I mean, floor. I'm, I'm just bash, talked about I'm just bashing Detroit. I've never even been there, and I never will. I don't care to go to Detroit. Well, Mason, you said that you had something to bring up, right? Ooh. So okay, because we we're talking about food earlier. What is your favorite uh, stadium dish? Ooh. I haven't been to many stadiums, but I I gotta go with the garlic fries in Seattle. Mine would be the uh, barbecue pulled pork uh, in a. Helmet mm. down in Miami. Wow. Like, like with the Marlins. That sounds really good. I mean, who who was it? Was it the A's oh. that had that that have the not the A's, but the is it the Angels who have the big like ice cream bowl like yep. hat cup? Yep. Like I would do that. Like I do want to go to a game in LA. Like, I'm going go watch there the next June. Anaheim. Next June I'm going there. Nice. Nice. For me, I I don't know. I, I really like New York doesn't really have a staple. You know what I mean? They really don't have like a staple food yeah. at their at their uh 
New York style pizza. Yeah, pizza. I'd go there. Yeah, probably pizza. Yeah. Well, so you've been to games over there, like in I'm guessing Queens, of course, mm -hmm. and the Yankees and all the Yankees. Like what? So it's just hot dogs. Your it's the normal stuff. Yeah, but but I would say if anything, their pizza is probably the the best thing that they have. No sure. crickets. Yeah. yeah, no crickets. Did you ever no, eat the no. crickets? Yeah, dude, they were terrible. Oh really? They were, I didn't think they were bad. I've never had them yet. I think that tastes like a hot Cheeto. No way. That's what my that's what my Mexican kick. I was like, mm, 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 mm. my Latin oh, was kicking in. So uh, <laughs> the la uh, the last time I went to the Mariners game, I had uh, barbecue brisket with mac and cheese. Mm. Ooh, wow. Yes, I found a small little stand at, at the Mariners game, and they sell barbecue brisket. I got like three pieces of brisket, mac and cheese, and cornbread. Wow, Ooh. and it was amazing. That's in Seattle too. That's not even yes. like Texas or like nope. a team down south. It seems like Seattle's got some good food at their park, for sure. Well, they yes. have good, like, pubs and bars, like, before the stadium, too, that you can go to. And I, I think it's more appealing, like, the, the restaurants outside of a stadium. Yeah, I think yeah, it would true. make more of an atmosphere. You're like, you know what? After the game, I'm going to have my fries and whatever, but I'm going to have a couple drinks and go get this burger at so-and-so. Like, that, that's, I think, like, the, the, yeah. the, the atmosphere around the stadium is what helps, like, elevate an experience. Like, Seattle has, has a great with their, their restaurants, their pubs, right. the people, the, the food trucks, the vendors with their food trucks, and the open grills and all that going, like... If you walk between the stadiums going to from past like um, Lumen to, to uh, I almost said Safeco to T-Mobile right there, wherever you're parked. Right. That's just, that's all just like shopping Ollie's center. Gourmet Sausage is a really good place like right outside of T-Mobile and Lumen. And they're right there in that alley, aren't they? Yeah. Right there. It's yeah. like, it's like right next door to uh, Gantry, I believe. Yeah. Gantry's that spot where we yeah. met up. Yeah. That yeah. bar. So I, I think it's an atmosphere thing. So like if I was in Philly, I'd probably try and find like a Philly cheesesteak somewhere. Yeah, Chicago, so. Chicago dog. Yes. Yeah. But Spe speaking of, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. The number one thing that is the most overrated that I've ever had at a stadium is the, is the, is a Dodger dog. It is the most overhyped. It's not that good, huh? No. Really? No. It is way overhyped. Just a hot dog or what? It's just a hot dog. It, nothing it, special about it? Nothing. No, no. You can go to Costco for cheaper. Probably you, 10 bucks cheaper. You, you can go to, <laughs> you, you can cook. You can go to Costco and get it cheaper and a better hot dog. Wow. Yeah. I'm probably going to roll the garlic fries. I'll roll with that just because I haven't been to like an out, yeah. another like, besides like minors, like I've been to like games in like Tri-Cities here. Yeah. And like I've been to a Hillsborough Hops game in Oregon. Um, Portland Trailblazers, that's just stadium food. So that's mm -hmm. like arena foods. You're going to have like your pizza, your nachos, yeah. whatever. Um, but no, I just, I don't know. I guess I just garlic fries. They get them crispy. And and they really garlic them up, mm -hmm. so like don't plan on kissing anyone the rest of the night <laughs> if you're no, going to. You, you you're gonna reek of garlic. Yep, for days. Wow, I'm gonna have to try them next time I go to see a Mariners game for sure. That's like the number one on my list right now for sure is getting those. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I I honestly I I got nothing, guys. You guys you guys got anything else you want to talk uh, about on open floor? Uh, open floor. I mean, so you've been to Chicago. Yep. Obviously, Cubs fan. Yeah. Duh. So um. I hear deep dish isn't really like a popular thing there. It's more like a tourist attraction. I hear yep. actually there's better pizza in Chicago. There is better than, pizza. Like deep dish is like the tour. I'm doing finger quotes. Tourist attraction. Is that true? That's being there, hundred percent true. So like, what's the style? If I was going to Chicago right now on a plane, Mason, I need to get pizza. What style should I you go, go to? Giordano's. Oh, that's right, Giordano's. That's right. You go to either Giordano's or Luminales, and you just get just like a regular pizza. Just that's it. Just, that, like there's no like it. special crust or anything. Just get it. Yeah, no. You just oh. get like the thinner pizza, and oh, it's so good. I've I mean, heard that's place before. I mean, but like a deep dish pizza is really good, and it's like really filling. 
but it's yeah like if you just get like a regular pizza like like from chicago uh it's so it's so amazing yeah i hear their their pizza is well known like people always say like the deep dish where they're like no that's not that's a tourist attraction it's all like bread it's not even like yeah it's just so it's just all bread where they're like like i was reading a thing about that like what who was it was it chris long i think it was chris long actually when he played up there because he played for the bears there for a little bit yeah, right? before, yeah. before he went to new england and yep. won, the, won that title yep. he was there for a while and he was like no the deep dish is overrated it's it's like that tourist attraction thing there, there's way better pizza here than just that right i think just pizza is the, the staple food for like one sports gatherings anything right like you yeah. was like pizza's that staple i mean El Presidente at Barstool does that, like the pizza review. So, but I'm a mozzarella stick guy. I've yet to find someone that can beat the onions in Spokane's mozzarella sticks. Wow. Mm. Fresh okay. mozzarella. Like they cut it from the block. They freaking deep fry it. And it's, they're, they're like oh, six inches good. and they're thick. Like take like Red Robin's thickness, maybe a little bit thicker, but longer. Right, right. It's fucking bomb. And they're <laughs> like that perfect, like golden crispy too. See, I had I had a really good pizza at uh airport in Newark, New Jersey. New York. Yeah. They had some really good pizza there. Well, that's what the uh, New York style pizza type deal is. Yes, sir. That's the thin one you fold, right? It's yeah. Like that thin yep. style you fold. Yep. Fold it up, yeah. Is that is that worth it? I mean, because I like a little bit that, of like crispiness and all that and like some thickness to it. That's how I eat like all my pizzas. Thin? Thin and I like fold it. Yeah, fold yeah. it. Yeah. That's the classic way to do it. No, I can ask. The Mexican pizza from Taco Bell. I haven't had that yet. Uh, I'll pass. You'll pass? I'll pass. Same. My mom said back in the 90s it was great when her and my dad would go out on their little weekend vendor while I was staying the grandparents. <laughs> she said Mexican pizza from Taco Bell, but I don't know. I'll just, nah, I'll just no. take my regular pizza. Well, there's one thing. Consensus. Food is the best, man. <laughs> well, we know yes. we know Mason's looking forward to Chipotle when it opens yes. here. Oh, me and both yes. That was insane. Like, insane because we were talking earlier and we both like Chipotle. Yeah. And, and then, you said you were gonna bring your shirt. The order you have a yeah your order on your shirt. Yeah, I uh I got a shirt that has my Chipotle uh, order on it. <laughs> nice, I've seen that. I've seen that, dude. I wear it all the time. <laughs> People to compliment you on it all the time. Nice, yeah. nice, nice. They're like, "What is that?" I'm like, "Oh, it's my cho- like, it's my Chipotle order." And they're like, "That's so cool." I'm like, "I know, right?" Like, this <laughs> well, is what I get. Chipotle, right? Like, see, yeah. like I want to start a thing, but it's like you got to be careful because, like, what Portnoy does, right, with the pizza review. I want to do like a taco review, like street tacos review or like mozzarella sticks. I yeah. love mozzarella sticks and like grate it. But like you got to be careful because right? you want to like your cherry picking off of theirs. And they'll you sue your, you. And you got to make your own shindig. I saw there's a guy up in, in Canada doing that, like a pizza review, but of Canada. Right. And he's almost found like the same exact like platform format. that, that yeah. he's doing format. Yeah. Format that he's doing. Weird. But like the exact same. One bite, one taste. It's like, oh, wow. Small. Dude. Yeah. And people are like, dude, you know, you're. You're, you're a ripoff, dude. Like, this isn't even, like, the real, like, yeah. like real thing. Yeah. Who likes Canadian pizza? That We we don't talk about that. We talk about, like, Canadian... What do we even talk about for Canada? Whiskey. What? Whiskey? Canadian whiskey. Uh, maple syrup, right? They got maple syrup. syrup. Yeah. But not pizza. No, um, not really, no. See? Canadian I mean, bacon, is that I mean, thing? I have nothing against Canada, our neighbors up north, but they're a little crazy. Their national sport, you're you're skating on ice blades that could slice your throat open while on the hardest surface on the planet in yeah. ice. Like that's a little crazy. And they enjoy it. <laughs> and the fights and everything. They love the fights too. And they enjoy it. They love whale shit hockey. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they'll do it. it. It's like pickup leagues here. Like they will run that until they're fifty. It's like softball leagues here. Like they'll play hockey 
where I got from like like Letter Kenny, they call it whale shit hockey. Yep. Like that, that's actual the real term for it up there. It's just it's the senior leagues and the and the the junior leagues and all that that guys play with like their forties and fifties. Right. It's just like why? <laughs> like I get like softball, you hit a home run, you don't have to round the bases. You crack another cold one, you're drunk by the third inning. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like that's about right. Like hockey, it's like dude, like you got to be you got to be on your toes, literally on those on those blades on your feet, man. Sure. Yeah. But Canadian whiskey. Um. Canadian bacon, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> it's just yeah, just ham, right? Yeah, yeah, that's their thing for sure. I can't. Really <laughs> I didn't even think else. of that Canadian bacon. I love Ryan scale with the Canadian bacon. Yeah, <laughs> just ham. Well, is the it? Canadian bacon and pineapple on a pizza. Um, trying to think. Great hiking spots. Their nature up there is really good, for but sure. the weather's trash. Better than cold. that, and I have nothing against Canada, our northern neighbors, like I said, but you just got to pick it up because here we got tacos. You got the southern buffets. You got you got it all. You in got there, Cajun right? food, everything. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. KFC. God. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, speaking, we're talking about food. Chick Fil A. They were like rated the number one, uh, like go to fast food restaurant in the nation again, oh, like wow. six years straight. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay. I didn't know. That. I love me some Chick Fil A. Yeah, me too. I know people don't yeah. like them for like political reasons, but man, dude, they, they make you know what's better than bomb chick- chicken. Do you want to know what's better than Chick Fil A? Zaxby's. No, I've never had that before. Oh, it's so good. Like, it's never down had in the South. Oh, it is the most amazing chicken I've ever had. Really? Yeah. I've had Bojangles before in the Carolinas. Okay. That is that, really is that like a mom and pop? Kind of. So a mom and pop I had. My uncle was stationed in- well, But in, it's like it's it's like a franchise, though. Oh, like but like a local franchise? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's one when I was in Pensacola visiting my uncle about, yeah, about 10 years ago. He was there for the Air Force. Was it in Pensacola? No, not Pensacola. It might have been like Destin. It was like right in that area, like the, right on the Gulf right there. And it was called Yardbirds. They didn't even have a logo. Hmm. It was it was just like a like a old Wendy's like spot, and it was legit, dude. Like make you want to slap your mama like that Friday cool. Like it was that good. <laughs> but they had like no logo, no banner, nothing. It's like my uncle took me. I'm like, dude, what are we doing here? He goes, best chicken you'll ever eat. Right. Yardbirds, Yardbirds in Florida. Have you had uh, Ezel's in mm-hmm. Seattle? Mm-hmm. That, that that's good chicken too. Speaking of Seattle, Joey's Kitchen's pretty good. It's a restaurant over there. Yep. They have like yep. they have like uh, culinary culinary and all that. South like, Center, yeah. Guys that just graduate culinary school. Okay, go there and cook. I, I think that's like University I, District. I, think I actually have a buddy kitchen. like who's a chef there. At Joey's Kitchen. Yep, yep. It's a good spot. Yeah, he's a chef there. Nice here locally. I like I like Yakima Steak Company. Okay, they're pretty good. Um, I like their mashed potatoes, thick, thick sirloins. I mean the price price is a little up there, but if you get your money's worth. Right, right. Another another one I would say like if we're talking chicken. In Yakima? Good luck. They have a place called the Tender Shack here. Never eaten there. Where's that? I don't know. It's out on DoorDash. Hmm. I love how we went from Dude, like sports to like just talking about chicken. Did I see I see the <laughs> I see the most like random restaurants on DoorDash and uh, Uber Eats like like in Yakima and I have no idea like where they're at. Yeah. I get I get so confused. I'm like, do I try it? Like, there was some pizza place that I've never heard of here in Yakima, and I was going up Fruitvale, so it's it's just up the, like, literally, like, where you turn to, like, a Chief Fitness and Hoops yep. and Kids Castle, so it's that building, like, right above it, so you pass, like, Majors. Speaking of beer, batter, fries, and Majors here locally, they're really good, too. Um, but it, it's, I can't remember what it's called. I could probably look it up, but I never knew that place existed. I just saw it on DoorDash, and finally I drove by it. So it's, like, 20th block of, like... Fruitvale here in town, and it's like right there. I was like, 
It's like, wait, that's where that place is at? Yeah, like, you sit like... on DoorDash, I'm like, wait, is this real or not? There are so many spots that I have not seen yet, and I feel like there's just, like, so many, like, hidden gems yeah. that a lot of people don't know about, you know? Tacos, uh, Eric, the Mercedes kid, just down the road from us. Nice. Bomb. Yeah. Nice. Bomb. Use like, wag, like Wagyu beef. Oh, wow. Legit, it's good. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to, oh, I pull up my picture. I'm just going to pull up DoorDash real quick, see if I can. You know our cell service is here. We try to pull anything up. It doesn't want to. Well, I'm going to try and find that pizza place real quick. See that right there for you, Abby's? Oh, Mr. Abby's pizza. pizza. Is that what it is, Mr. Pizza? Uh, some of you. So if you like it, if you like an experience, you like to laugh. The the hibachi grill over at Kyoto. Fruitville. It's pretty okay. good. A little pricey, but it's good. Okay, okay. Good food there. Lincoln Avenue Pizza. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Dang, okay. So yeah, I've never I, I heard of give that. them a shot one of these days. But yeah, yeah, I was just driving up and I saw him on DoorDash. I was like, wait, what? Was right. it Lincoln? No, it was Lincoln. You're right. It was yeah. I was like, Fruitville, that's too far over. But yeah, they're pretty they're not good. But I gotta try is on, is on Lincoln. Yeah. Yeah, so it's right above hoops, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's all I got. We went from talking Mariners, <laughs> making the playoffs, to <laughs> chicken strips. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, anything else you guys got for the day? Nope. I think that's I it. Think that we covered it all. all right, Where well, can we find you? Yeah, yeah. On everything. Oh, yeah. You can find me uh, on, well, my, my podcast, the Little Base Podcast. Uh, you can find me on YouTube, Alexa. You can ask Alexa and say, hey, play Loaded Bases p- cool. podcast with Mason Hall, and she'll wow. play you Loaded Bases podcast with Mason Hall. Uh, Spotify, Amazon, Apple, you name it. And then you can find my podcast on there. Now I got to ask. Yeah. I see the stash. Oh. I'm loving it. Yes, I have it. Is a this the Miles mustache. Teller stash? Nope. This is a stash because my girlfriend said that when the baby comes, I can have a mustache. Ooh. So I am doing it uh, a month and a half early. Oh, nice. So, I like it. So I can get used to it. And you're, the baby's due next month, right? Uh, End of August. Wow. Yep. Well, congrats, man. That's, that's awesome. Thank you very much. What a moment, man. Yep. And things are, you know, you got the, you got your job, you got, you know, things are really working That's out. Good. How is your job doing? G- really good. Really good, actually. We're, uh, we're learning. We're busy right now. So it's, uh, it's always fun. I mean, I have to work, uh, OT this week and then, uh, next week go to Cali for work and nice. then, yeah, just hanging out. All right. Well, good stuff, man. I appreciate it. Good stuff. We appreciate you stopping by as always, right? Yep. You're welcome anytime. I love it. And uh, that's it. This is episode 40 of the Talking Ball podcast. Of course, we'll be back with hopefully some big news in the NBA. Of course, training camps are coming up as well. The college football season is coming up. And, of course, the all-star break and the trade deadline with MLB. So we'll definitely have some stuff to talk about in the future for sure. Right? Maybe more food. Yeah, and that too. More food reviews as well. So, all right, guys, we appreciate you listening. Until next time, until episode 41, we are out of here. Later. Bye.